Hi, everyone. Hello, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, welcome, welcome. To hot drinks. To hot drinks. <clears throat> this is Latter Day Twaint. This is Jack Coffee. You can, but you can call me. All my good friends call me Brother Coffee. Or Jack Offy, which is my favorite. Maybe. <laughs> um, it's episode three, mm-hmm. but also episode one. Yes. Can you clarify, Sister Twaint? The reason it's episode one when in reality episode three is because we are finally getting our shit together. We, we have an outline. Well, really what spurred this on, so we record our podcast on an app called Anchor, mm-hmm. and the first two episodes, we actually we actually have already done a third episode, but the third one we deleted, we won't discuss it. It was so bad. Uh, the first two episodes, which were not so bad apparently, <laughs> um, they were only published on Anchor, so you could only listen to them if you use the Anchor app and found them. Mm-hmm. So I think we had three listeners. Mm-hmm. So then, suddenly, mm-hmm. we... You can cross-publish with Anchor to other platforms. And so now suddenly we're cross-published. We don't know how it happened. But we're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We are not on iTunes, those bitches at Apple. (laughs) Just wait. But we're on all those things. So we just thought, Mm -hmm. let's relaunch. You know, um, I think we probably got the notifications. Because it came as a notification. You are now published on. Yes. And then the, they named those right, three platforms. Right. And I'm sure we got the notification at the same time because right after I got the notification, you texted me and you're like, okay, <laughs> we're national. It's time to get our shit it's together. It's time to get our shit together. <laughs> so I think now we maybe have four listeners instead of three. So, um, But here's the thing. The few listeners that we do have keep asking me when we're publishing our next episode. Really? See, I have not told a human soul about this podcast. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Actually, I've told a few people and I say like, oh, my friend, uh, Sister Twain and I are thinking of recording a podcast. <laughs> and they're like, oh, let me know when you record it because I would love to listen. And I just think, no, you wouldn't. Because <laughs> we say swears. You know who would love this? Joseph Smith. Can I say, can I just say this person's name? Is it a real person? Yeah. Okay. Courtney Kendrick. Yes, she would. Will and Courtney Kendrick is in the news. Shout out to Courtney Kendrick, who's in the news <laughs> for tearing down misogynists. Yes, she called out Robert Kirby, whose um, articles were. Um, so he write, writes these articles. For, it's for the Trib, right? Yes. Salt yeah, Lake yeah, Tribune. Yeah. About how he's Mormon, but he calls shit out. He's liberal. He's a liberal he's Mormon. He's a liberal Mormon, but he talks about, like, oh, yeah, I went to sacrament meeting today. But and guess then... what? Spoiler, he's also a POS. <laughs> a piece, piece of shit. Of shit. <laughs> because he's a straight white man. Yeah. And they're all pieces of shit. <laughs> anyway, so our friend Courtney called him out, and she's all a buzz in the news. Yeah. So maybe I'll text Courtney and say, you should listen to my secret podcast. I was going to bring it up the other night because I met Courtney for the first time the other night. I've known her brother for about 20 years, but I met her for the first time the other night and I was with you. Yes. And I was about to bring it up and you're like, no, no, no. I, d- <laughs> I didn't say any of those words. Yes, you did. You're like, I probably looked at her like, because we didn't have our shit together. Oh, but now we have our shit together. I see. So that's So anyway, what it's about. part of us having our shit together is we have like topics. Okay. Like we're going to talk about topics. Right. We're going to, um, but let's give a little intro into like why this podcast, what it's about. What stories we're hoping to tell? Well, I mean, just the general stuff, which we covered so succinctly right. in the first episode. Right. <laughs> Go back to episode negative one, uh, yeah, negative yeah. two. JK, it was not succinct. Yeah. Um, so we're both former Mormons. Right. 
I, we are both formerly in mixed orientation marriages. Right. You were the gay and I was the straight. Right. But we were not married to each other. No, we did no. not do that. <laughs> but we met in the BYU theater department. We're right. just going to say it now. It's fine. It's totally fine. We met in the BYU theater department, which is also where I met my gay ex-husband. But you met your straight ex-wife. On my LDS mission. <laughs> So, but it's cool. Now, Sister Twain and I, mm-hmm. we're both happily divorced. Mm-hmm. We're both happily ex-mo. Mm-hmm. Um, we hang out and drink. We hang out and, and talk drink. shit about our kids. And this podcast involves a little bit of drinking, but not as much drinking as the first two. The first two, I was kind of hammered. Yeah. And then the third one, I was so hammered that I texted you the next day and I was like, don't you publish that. She was like, please unpublish. Anyway. <laughs> so so we are here to talk about life in Utah. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about single parenthood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are here to talk about uh, homosexual LGBT issues. Yes. LGBTQIA issues. Oh my God. Um, we are here to talk about, what else are we here to talk about? Drinking. We can talk about, we're going to talk about all the things we do to feel good now that we didn't get to do when we were subscribing to the Mormon religion. Speaking of feeling good, Uh-oh. if you hear a sound in the background, it is not Cunnilingus, which I think I've said, I just said Cunnilingus, like it's the name of my neighbor. Oh, Cunnilingus stopped by. <laughs> um, it's my dog Cunny. licking Sister Twain's foot. Yes. Go away, honey. So lovingly and so sensually. Loving. Yeah. She's such a giver. We we decided we're not going to disguise all the names on the podcast, but her name is what was her name? Fida R. Snow. Fida R. Snow. <laughs> so my dog Fida R. Snow is licking Sister Twain's it's foot. It's just her alias. So that's kind of the story of our podcast, right? We're we're telling stories about Mormonism and our lives and Utah and single parenthood and LGBTQ issues and drinking and candy. The joy. Are we going to talk about candy? Candy. I mean, we can. <laughs> The joy of post-Mormonism, yes. too, is going to be real real rife. We're, we'll be rife with the joy of post-Mormonism. <laughs> but, we, but today, we're going to start out with something a little heavy. Should we we're going to talk about our friend Sam Young and his excommunication. Should we let them have a break first? Yeah, let's take a little Maybe break. Maybe a breather. Let's take a little break with a delightful sound segue and until the next segment. We'll be rife back. Oh, I like that. <laughs> This is when in future episodes where we'll insert like the ad for MeUndies or something. But right now, it's just a break with music. Oh, I started recording. Well, I didn't hey. mean to. Welcome back. Welcome back. So I hope you had a breather because we maybe gonna, got a drink. We a drink. Uh-huh. We gonna talk about some shit. Yeah. What? So we want to talk about Sam Young and his excommunication. So why don't you take it away, Sister Twain, and just kind of bring us up to up to speed? Okay. Who is Brother Young, and what is his story? So <clears throat> I've actually met Sam Young a couple of times. Um, I've known his sister for about ten years. Um. That's just like a hair flip thing, not like anybody, not like this has anything to do with what's going on. I'm like, what's happening with hair flips? (laughs) So, um, Sam Young spoke at the most recent mass resignation event, which I believe was the eighth one. 
about how horrific and disgusting and absolutely inappropriate it is that minors are questioned behind closed doors nine times out of ten privately with a male leader of the Mormon church about sexual things. Right. Now, there are some bishops, because it's generally a bishop, who will ask, do you obey the law of chastity? And then they'll move right on. Right. But when it gets into it, when a bishop decides to get into it, there are questions like, do you masturbate? Do you know what masturbation is? I Do you know how many people I've heard say, I didn't even know what masturbation was until my bishop said, oh, you don't know what it is? I'm one of those people. <laughs> I am one of those people. And it's almost like you want to send them a thank you card. Right. Yeah. Right. But, um, but what happens when you turn 12, and I feel like maybe it happens sometimes when you're eight and you're interviewed for baptism. Uh, maybe, but I feel like it's probably closer to 12. Probably. I feel like it happens probably less often. And then, and then it's stereotypically happens twice a year throughout the rest of your adolescence. Right. Where you're asked, <clears throat> um, you know, do you masturbate? Do you obey a law of chastity? And it gets, it can get into depth. And there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands and thousands of people who have experienced bishops saying, oh, so you made out with a boy. Uh, did he touch you? Oh, you made out with a girl. Did you get a, an erection? Right. Um, you know, those types of things. Right. Um, when you were looking at porn, did your nipples get hard? Did you get an erection? What kind of thoughts did you have? I don't think they'd ask if your nipples got hard. That has happened. I read For some real? stories. Oh I read a gosh. story. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. They asking so about Sam their Young, titties. Yeah. <laughs> what? So Sam Young essentially is a former LDS bishop. And he, did he start the organization called? He started the organization called Protect LDS Children. Right. He's an activist for stopping this entire practice. Right. And, and I think, to be clear, is not saying, I mean, from what I read, and, and perhaps I'm wrong, but was not, was not speaking out against the Mormon church, was not saying these leaders weren't inspired or whatever, but was simply saying, this practice is wrong. Simply the practice. And we should stop it. Yeah. You know, not the doctrine's wrong, not, like, nothing like that. Yeah. It was just saying, it's not okay for adult men to have private conversations with 12 and 13 and 14-year-old boys and girls mm-hmm. and ask them questions about sexual activity. That's not okay. Not okay. And that, and that was essentially <clears throat> it. That was his, that was essentially his stance, correct? Right. Was and- just, we, we need to stop this. And, and, and again, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. He wasn't saying that the church was molesting people. He wasn't saying that, no. that anything, you know, that, that the bishops were having these conversations and that they were jerking off later, like nothing like that. Right. He was just saying this practice is skeevy uh-huh. and we should knock it off. Right. And we should do better for our kids. That is essentially what his mission was and is. Right. Um. And then supporters of his mission and activism have come out with personal stories about how these interviews fucked them 
up for right. the rest of their right. lives. So do you personally have any experience? Like, do you remember being asked these questions as a youth in the church? <laughs> um, I think I was asked if I masturbated. Okay. I definitely was asked that. Okay. And for real, that is when I learned what masturbation was. Got I did it. not know until my bishop asked me that and mm-hmm. then explained to me what it was. Mm-hmm. And I had not ever masturbated at the time, <laughs> but did not even know what it was at the time, but learned about it from my 65-year-old bishop, who again, like, oh. I know I'm the Mormon apologist, but was a really nice guy. <laughs> like, I have no hard feelings towards him. He didn't say anything weird or creepy other than that he was talking to me about masturbation. And I was 12 and he was 65. Right. Other than that, nothing about that conversation was creepy. Real quick. Yeah. I want to interject how Brother Coffey just said he's the Mormon apologist. What he means is he is more magnanimous about it than I am. He hates the church. Well, I would never want to be a member of the church. And the church makes me very angry. I guess I hate the church. But I, but I guess the difference is I believe that people can be in the church and be happy, and Sister Twain does not believe that. No. She believes they're lying to themselves. Yes. And I don't believe that. I believe some people are genuinely happy. I love that. I know. Yes. So, okay, well, we'll talk about that another day. I'm totally triggered right now. Okay. Do we need to take a break? <laughs> no. Let's take a break and okay, refill sure. our drinks. So sure. we're going to take a little break. Sister Twain has to unlock the phone because oh. I don't have a fingerprint on here. <laughs> and we'll talk to you in a minute. Okay, we're back. How are you doing, Sister Twain? I'm great. Are you still triggered? Nah. Okay. But I do want to say oh, okay. that the most detail I was ever asked in a private meeting with a bishop mm-hmm. was after my divorce. Oh. After my divorce from the gay. Right. I went to New York and had sex with my first straight man. Right. And the reason I went to Loving New that straight D. The, the reason I went to New York for it is because it was a guy from high school. It was like this guy that I thought it, was, he was he a jock? I thought he was the one that got away. No. Oh. He was a French teacher. Wait, was he a teacher? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> At the time he was I was like, no wonder your bishop had some questions. <laughs> no, so is dur- it bad podcast etiquette if I eat popcorn no, during that's the episode? No, apropos It's etiquette. candy corn flavored popcorn. Oh my God. Anyway, so you went to New York to have sex with your French teacher. Well, no, he, he is a French teacher in New York. And during high school, oh, we had French class together, but he was also a musician. Like okay. a, he was a drummer in a band. And he did the plays just because he needed an outlet. But after that, he did like his master's in in French and lived in France for a long, long time. Was he circumcised? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I just assumed with all the French connection. Oh, no. He was uncircumcised. He was circumcised. And it was really long, like as long as a knife and really thin. Like, not as thin as a knife. penis was as long as a knife? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's... I mean, knives coming up like a paring knife or like a nine-inch chef's knife? Like, when I tried to get on top, it didn't work because it was too long. Okay. But anyway... This is why we have an explicit rating. This is why... I mean, this has nothing to do with the bishop thing. So... Right. I came back... Did the bishop ask how long his penis was? He didn't. That is really inappropriate. He didn't. But he said, how many times did you have sex? He did. Yes. Okay. And he wrote it down. Okay. On a, well, I don't know what it was. Okay. 
his fancy pleather binder. Probably. And just some staples, then I, if I remember correctly, and because, okay, let me clarify. I'm really good at um, shutting memories down. Okay, cool, cool. So cool, cool. <laughs> I think he also asked me what positions. He did? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, just missionary. Mormon missionary. <laughs> Why is it called missionary position? It can't be after Mormons. It must be after like no, yeah, like it has, Christian missionaries. Let's see. God, but, why, but did they have sex in that position? Was it because the missionaries during the Crusades raped all those girls? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of into thinking it's about Mormon missionaries, but it's probably not. It's definitely not. I mean, that'd be kind of hot. But <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, um, okay, so that's so, okay. weird. Well, and I was 35, 36. And I felt compelled to tell him, not because I wanted to be made pure, but because it felt like a step towards closure from my Mormon life. Really? Mm -hmm. Here's what I think is interesting about that. Because I, before, when I was a Mormon, I was in a bishopric. And so I sat through some of these meetings. God. Though I never conducted one. I just was in them. Yeah. Taking notes in your pleather binder. In my pleather blinder. (laughs) Um, And I think that like, I think that, I mean, first of all, most of these lay clergy in the bishop, you know, or in the, in the Mormon church, these bishops or these take presidents, they have almost zero training because in Mormonism, we teach that, they will just be guided by God to do what is right. Right. So so they may have some training in the sense, like we would have training about like how to talk to the members in our ward about home teaching or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they have training about like, here's what to do in these really complicated, sticky situations mm-hmm. that I know of, to be fair. But I'm <clears> sure he was asking those questions because he felt like he needed to. Oh, oh I, I, I could tell that he felt an obligation and like, didn't want to be asking them. Right. Like he, like he, in order to met out what other, whatever sort of punishment he was going to give you or yeah. disfellowship men or, you know, period away from the sacrament, he needed to know how many times you had sex because that would influence how long you had to not take the sacrament. Even though it's not like there's a graph in the, in the manual that mm-hmm. says sex three times equals two weeks, sex four times equals five weeks. Yeah. Like there's nothing like that, but somehow that made it more clear for him to say, Oh, okay. Sex this many times. And that's what, and that's, what's weird about the position thing because like are different positions worse. Right. I think that if, I mean, they probably are. I mean, let's, let's break this down. We still need to get to Sam Young, but let's break know, down. Honestly. When you are experimenting with positions, it means you're experimenting with pleasure. True, 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 And true. what does that typically mean for a very diligent, true, blue Mormon? Sexual pleasure, they say, as they pat you on the back, is fine when you are married. Right, 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 right. But they also say things like that, doesn't mean anything goes right and there are some people although i don't know that this is written anywhere who will go as far as to say oral sex is a no-no yeah i've heard that too yeah so anyway so back to sam okay so sam um started this all with a hunger strike thank you yeah where he was he basically was 
and and Sam is a former bishop, and so I think has some connections within the church. And when he started his hunger strike, it was sort of to to attempt to get meetings with members of the 12, 12 apostles or the 70 to yeah. say, please come meet with me and let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, the church didn't respond to that at right. all. Right. Um, I don't know when the hunger strike ended. Um, I think it went on for 15 days. Okay. Maybe And the church 17. never responded. Not a whit. So essentially, so Sam kept kind of talking about this. And again, as far as I know, was never saying the church is led by evil and corrupt men, was not saying the church is molesting children and we must stop this, right. was simply saying this practice is gross Yeah. because for every single person that does it really right and really well and with all the good intentions, you know, for every 99 of those, there may be one guy that's a creep and that's getting off on this. And so we just shouldn't put our kids in this situation. Sure. And so when he when he talked about it at the mass resignation event, which I actually organized um this last November. He introduced it like this. Mormon bishops are asking behind closed doors in private children if they masturbate. And that was his first statement. And it was backed with very vehement emotion. And let's, can you imagine if you're listening to this and if you're a parent or if you're one of the two people in this room who are parents, because we're probably the only two people who ever listen to this. <laughs> if you found out that like someone at your kid's school took them into an office and asked them if they masturbated, yeah. you would burn that school to the ground. <laughs> like you would lose your ever loving mind. Right. You would be calling the ACLU. You would be calling the Huffington Post. You would be calling BuzzFeed. You would be calling like Anderson Cooper. You'd be calling the Keep It podcast. Like you'd have everybody involved. But somehow like it's okay if it's your clergy. Right. And, and And if I'm playing devil's advocate, my mother would say, well, if it's a man called of the Lord. Right. Dot, dot, dot. Right. You know. Well, to make a long story long, um, (laughs) Sam this week was excommunicated. Yes. Which essentially means that he is stripped of all of his blessings within the church. He's stripped of his membership of the church. Um, It's as as if he never existed within the church. Exactly. He's not in a holding pattern. Right. And it also means that if translated literally... You are spiritually dead. Yeah, you're going to hell. You're spiritually going to... dead is someone who had the light and lost the which light, which is the Mormon Church, right? And somehow got away from it. So let's really quickly, because I think we've gone on on this topic long enough. But let's really quickly. I just want to talk about the concept of excommunication okay. very quickly. Some so people call thoughts. It, some people call it barbaric. Oh, I think it's completely barbaric. Okay. I think the fact that you can profess to be a church that is led by Christ and that you have a system where you systematically remove members from your church mm-hmm. is barbaric. So, and not only, I mean, I guess one could make a case to say, well, if someone is really breaking the rules of the church or whatever, then there may be cause to remove them. Now I would say if you believe in God and you believe in Christ, someone who's really breaking the rules 
should be the – it's kind of like kicking sick people out of the hospital. Yeah. Like if you believe that this is the place where people come to be healed, mm-hmm. then why are you kicking the sick people out? Sure. Like you should be doing everything you can to keep those people in. Right. But in the case of someone like Sam Young, who didn't really break any rules, who basically just spoke out against the leadership of the church mm-hmm. and said – you are wrong to do this practice. Mm -hmm. And again, never accused them of any impropriety, never said that kids were being molested, but just said like, this practice is wrong Mm -hmm. and we should change it. And and this practice is not doctrine. He didn't say we should stop baptizing kids. He didn't say we should stop going to the temple. He just said this weird modern day practice we have where the bishop interviews young people and asks them about their sexual habits is gross and we know better and we should stop doing it. For that reason, for for objecting to something within the church, mm-hmm. he was excommunicated. Mm-hmm. And that to me is so gross. So someone on Facebook, I, I was reading through a friend uh, of mine's post, the comments on her post. And one of the commenters, who I don't know, verbalized it perfectly. It was one of those moments where like... That's the thought that I've been trying to get to, but got stuck in my head. Which was, loyalty, this is a church, is all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter if what you're calling out is legitimately harmful. Right. But when advocacy comes from below, from just a lowly member, and they get some backing, and they get loud voices, Yeah. yeah. They do not tolerate it. And this is what's crazy. I love the I love that you said like like I don't think there's I don't know what I love that you said, but <laughs> but what I'm saying is I don't think there's any mem I don't think there is a single member of the church who would say, I think this is a good idea. I think we need to continue this practice. I think most members of the church would say, yeah, it's a little weird. Like that's, I mean, there are probably members who don't think about it mm-hmm. or who don't, who just kind of go along with the status quo because that's what they did when they were kids and that's what their parents did when their parents were kids. But I don't think if you ever really question and someone said, don't you think it's weird that we have kids go in a room? They might say like, well, it's a bishop, so I trust the bishop. There you go. But but again, like it's not like it's this thing that is beloved of the members. The people are like, oh no, please don't take away the weird sexual questions <laughs> from the sixty-five-year-old. But I think you're right. It is it is the act of a of a lowly member mm-hmm. questioning the authority of the twelve. Right. That that will get you outed. Yeah. I um. Again. It's about loyalty and it's about not really condoning, and I mean from the higher ups, independent thought. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's super sad. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. But I hope that it draws, I hope that active members see this happen and go, huh. That's weird. Why did we excommunicate that guy? Yes. They probably won't. Well, here's... But hopefully some of them do. So let me address... Now, I'd like to address that, but maybe we need a breather. Yes, we do need a breather because I need to go to the bathroom and I'm eating some popcorn. (laughs) But also I think we need to wrap this topic. So we're going to take a quick breather. You get a quick recap and then we're moving on. Yep. yep. We're moving on to lighter topics, Mm -hmm. Mm rom-coms. And we are back. 
Sister Tw- <laughs> Sister Twain is refilling her drink. What did you put in this drink? I have no idea. Okay, we're we're trying <laughs> we're trying to be less tipsy. You drank that last drink fast. I was thirsty. Okay. <laughs> so tonight we we started I feel like we should talk about our drinks. I feel like that's applicable. It's so important. So the so we started with I was finishing up some red wine and it was some It was apothic dark. Yes. All the apothic jammy, wines. Real dark. Oh yeah. my god. And As, Sister Twain oh. was drinking um a uh Aperol Negroni, which I made for her because I'm a homosexual. <laughs> and then for round two which was like second segment, maybe third segment. We did some more Costco we just did gin. Gin mixed with uh, blood orange soda, mm-hmm. which and I'm still working on. Oh, oh! And Sister Twain's on to drink number three, which is some more Costco gin with whatever was over there. Blood orange soda. <laughs> no, there was some more things over there. Oh, every uh, 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 like alcohol things uh, or mixer things. Yes and yes. Okay, cool. So <laughs> we wanted to lighten the mood a little bit. We talked about that heavy excommunication stuff. But to wrap it up. Oh, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The wrap up of this is that there is this website called quitmormon.com. Quitmormon.com. It's spelled C-W-A-W-U-M. <laughs> it's very confusing. It is run by a lawyer who knows that... When you submit a letter to any religious organization requesting that your name information be removed from their records, it's legally binding. And the bullshit that they put you through, they meaning the Mormon church Mm -hmm. of, why don't you come in and chat with us? Or why don't we come over and visit with you first? It's a lot of rigmarole and runaround is bullshit. So... He has you submit your letter of resignation to him, and then he processes it quick and easy, and he sends you back the letter from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints saying you are removed from the rolls, and he does it all pro bono. So he has had over 2,000 people since Sam Young's excommunication request their resignation. Request. Request. Did you hear me say request? request? But wait, my very, very, very best friend that I've known since I was 15, we were both 15. We haven't had sex, but we're talking about it. Okay. Just because it's a, it a boy or a girl? A girl. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, it's just like a best friend. Sister Twain is a little. <laughs> she's what we call sexually fluid. I am sexually fluid. But I don't want to put labels on you. But I'm hetero, hetero romantic. Hetero romantic. A tiny fluid. bit sexually fluid. I if I only had the D for the rest of my life, I'd be a okay. Okay. But a little pussy every once in a while. When I'm with a woman, I can come lickety split. <laughs> Any hoodle. In a so. New York minute. Okay, any hoodle. But my best friend, as brother Jack Offy and I were starting this podcast, texted me. Her, we're going to call her Lovey, yeah. which is actually what we've called each other since we were 15. I'm oh, Lovey, she's adorable. Lovey. Said that she resigned today because of Sam Young. It's deep stuff. And her and her husband, and that's a marriage I believe in, actually, which is weird. Because you don't believe in marriage. Not remotely. But her ex, 
her her husband. Sorry, I whenever I have the word husband in my head, I always put X in front of it. But her husband, she told her husband, and they have not been going for a few years. Hey, I'm going to resign today. And he was like, okay. And then she went to work. And that was the end of the discussion. And then he got some tacos. Probably in a margarita. You know what I love about cats? Oh, my God. What? Look, you know when your cats just, like, lay on something all sexy-like? Yes! It's the best thing it ever. It is the best. One of my cats is laying on my console oh. all sexy-like. I'm like a cat. Okay, we need to move on to the next okay. segment. <laughs> the next segment is, is it rom-com? Yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about rom-coms and the rebirth of the rom-com. God damn it. Because when we were youth, <laughs> there was a lot of great rom-coms. Christian Slater. Sl- <laughs> That's an actor, not a rom-com. He was in so many of them. Was <laughs> Name one rom-com Christian Slater was in. Untamed Heart, when he had the heart of a baboon. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> like Sleepless in Seattle. Marissa Tomei was in it. Oh, sleep- uh, yeah, the you Tom know, Hanks rom-com. Pretty, in, pretty Woman. Gr- oh, Pretty Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. You know, that was more when we were a teen. And I loved Pretty in Pink. Oh my God, I loved Pretty in Pink. Oh, I loved Pretty in Pink. So I don't know so if I you know. First. So I don't know if you know this, Sister Twaint, but the rom com is having a resurgence on Netflix. Uh, I'm not ready for that. So, oh no, you should be ready. Because uh, you know how the world is like a tornado of shit? Because of Trump. You're a little tipsy, so take a few deep breaths. Okay. We're getting into season episode one and episode two territory. Are you talking about Trump's presidency? No. Oh, okay. You, I'm talking about your drunkenness. <laughs> okay. So um, there is a resurgence of rom-coms on Netflix. Go. There is one called To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I should have written this down ahead of time because I feel like that's not the right name. To All the Boys I've Ever Loved. That's what it's called. Anyway, it's about an adorable girl, and she falls in love with a boy, and it's like, she's Asian American, and it's adorable, and it's cute. I just finished watching another one called You're a Loser, Sarah Burgess, or Sarah Burgess is a Loser. Okay. Um, It stalls, it stalls, it stars (laughs) Shannon Purser, who played Barb in Stranger Things. (gasps) So here's the story of You're a Loser, Sarah Burgess. Just the short version of the story. So uh, Sarah Burgess, played by Shannon Purser, is a... Kind of a not-so-popular girl in high school. And, of course, there's the mean, bitchy girls. Yeah. And then, as a funny joke, one of there's a boy in the school played by a beautiful human named Noah Centino, who, Jesus Christ, pull up your... Get your phone out and Google him right now. <laughs> you will it? never be the same. Aww. It'll break you. Is this like a Matt Bomer kind of beauty? No, no. Better? Yes. How is that? How is anything better than Matt Bomer? Like Bomber? less Bomber. pretty and a little bit dorky. Anyway, just pull out your phone. Anyway, God pull up your phone it. while I tell this story. So the the mean girl, you're not pulling out your. Oh, I'm holding. You're your holding phone. my phone, bitch. <laughs> so the mean girl, as a funny joke, gives the that the boy asks for her phone number and she gives him the phone number of. Um, Sarah Burgess. And so he starts texting Sarah Burgess thinking that it's the mean girl but it's not the mean girl. It's Sarah Burgess. Sarah the Burgess. loser. Barb. And it, Barb. And of course they um, just take a scroll. <gasps> She's looking at pictures of Noah Centino right now. So Centino, he's definitely Italian. He's so cute. Get off the couch. Sorry, I'm talking to... Um, 
Fida R. Snow. Fida R. Snow. So anyway, <laughs> so so they texting, they're falling in love, but of course, like, she can't reveal who she really is because she's, like, the not cute girl, and he's the cute guy. Anyway, mm. it's so cute. Okay. And here's why it's so cute. Okay. Because we're all the dorky, not cute girl. We are. And we all want the really dreamy Italian boy to fall in love with us. Okay. And then also in the movie, she starts tutoring the mean girl, but then also asks the mean girl to, like, help her with this ruse. But, like, she becomes friends with the popular mean girl. And the mean girl gives her good advice. She does. And she helps her pluck her eyebrows. Oh, that's That's what we all want. That's what we all want. So, I'm getting my eyebrows done on Friday. Oh, I'm so happy for you. So all we want is we just want cute romantic comedies. We want Noah Centino to fall in love with us. Oh, by the way, he's also in the other movie I mentioned, To All the Boys I've Never Loved. Oh. To All the Boys I've Loved Before. He's to in, All the Boys I've he, Sometimes he's Loved. One of the new to All boys. the Boys I Love Sometimes. Uh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't remember the name of that one. But anyway... He's adorable to all the boys I've loved before. That's the name of it. Okay. So, yeah. I just think we all need to be watching some rom-coms on Netflix. It's a dark and stormy time. Well. Brother Coffee. Yes. I need to talk about the couple things that I've been watching. Okay, tell us. Okay. Because I struggle with rom-coms. Okay. Like, I, I even struggle with Outlander because it makes me want to be in love and be ravished. Oh, yeah. And thinking about being in love is garbage. Oh, my God. I don't like feeling vulnerable like that. Nope. Like, I don't, I, I don't know how to make it through this world as a vulnerable person. Right. Like, Brene Brown can shove that vulnerable shit up her Texas white lily white. You get, you get it. Anyway, um, but Noah, but vulnerability's nice, and okay. I'll, that we'll talk about that later. But it's another episode. You don't want wrong. First of all, so what have you been watching? First of all, there's take a break? there's two things. No way. Okay. First of all, there's two things. The first one is episode numero uno of the current season of American Horror Story. Oh, really? Yes. That shows such garbage all the time. So it usually is, right? right. Like, I right. am a big proponent of the um, two of the seasons, Coven. Right. And Murder House. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about Murder House. What? I like the one where. Asylum? Yes, Asylum. Okay. okay. That one, That's I felt, funny. was solid through and through. Murder House made me gasp. Murder House, because it was an introduction of this whole American Horror Story thing. Right. It had its weak moments, though. Okay. Script, directorial. This new season is good. No, the first episode was very fascinating. It's very dark, um, and I and it's very Sarah Paulson focused, who I absolutely adore. Put her face on a T-shirt, and I will wear it. Put her face on the twenty-dollar bill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'll wear it over my she's titties. A lesbian too. I know. It's so cute. It's and she so loves an great. Old lady lesbian. Yes, Holland Taylor. Oh, Holland Oates. <laughs> Shush. Anyway, I so love I love an old lesbian. So I watched that, and that was lovely. Can and I tell you a story about lesbians really quick? Of course. Do you watch the show Shit's Creek? I have watched maybe four episodes. So the show Shit's Creek is one of my favorite shows on television. 
and there is a character on it whose name is oh ugh, i know what you're gonna say i never can remember this character's name because but i because i'm too tipsy sammy but she's um, she's the hotel front desk person yes but her real name her name in real life is emily hampshire um stevie that's the character's name okay Anyway, I saw a tweet the other day where someone had tweeted, it was like a news article where the woman who played Stevie, whose name is Emily Hampshire, fell in love with a woman named Teddy Geiger. And then there was a tweet just saying like how they were dating and they were in love. Mm-hmm. And I post, I quote tweeted that tweet and said, squeals in gay. Because I really did squeal in gay when I saw that. I was really like, eee! I was really excited. That's what squealing in gay sounds like. Well, then Emily Hampshire, the actress who plays Stevie, posted it on her Insta story and said, thanks, Joshy. Oh, I just revealed my name. And said, thanks, Jack Coffee." <laughs> and so I messaged her and I said, you're so great. I didn't even know you were queer. I love you in the show. And she messaged me back and said, I didn't know I was queer either. I just fell in love. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's even better. <laughs> So, so anyway, I love an old lesbian. But she's not old. She's, she's dating someone that I don't know. I who think is she, it? I don't know her either. I okay. think she's like a musician. Or You're just an glad or that something. she's. Queer. I'm just happy that she found love. Yeah, like, that's so cute. Anyway, I know. I love it. American too. Horror Story. Did you know that Saint Vincent is dating um, the Twilight Girl? Oh really? Kristen Stewart. Oh, Kristen Stewart. They've been dating for a little bit. Everyone's favorite lesbian. Right. Anyway, so. Who became a lesbian after Robert Pattinson I broke know. up with I mean, her. wouldn't we all? Anyway, um, other than American Horror Story, I just watched the Swedish film, Let the Right One In. There is an American version called Let Me In. Right. But the Swedish film came out 10 years ago. It was 2008, and we're okay. in 2018, so I did the math. <laughs> it's 10 years. It's been 10 <laughs> It's years. 10 years. And I just watched it, and it's about this 12-year-old boy who is awkward as fuck, which is across the board if you're from Sweden. You're awkward. Fair. <laughs> to be fair, the Nordic people are yeah. awkward people. <laughs> He's awkward as fuck, and I love how the director, like, I don't know if it was a choice or he just kept it in, which right. makes it a choice, but, like, there are these moments where this 12-year-old awkward kid with the the blondest hair and the blondest eyebrows has like moments of like runny noses for no reason Mm -hmm. probably just because it's cold right and the sweden and the (laughs) and the director just keeps it in and they eat a lot of dairy okay (laughs) and a lot of fish (laughs) like herring what kind of dairy do they eat in sweden I don't know. I just okay. made that up. Okay. And so anyway, he befriends this other girl who seems probably his peer, right? Like right. a 12-year-old girl. Right. Turns out to be a vampire. Sure. I mean, that's happened to all of us. And of course, this little boy's being bullied. Right. Because of the snot and the blonde. Right. And Swedish. That is the name of my one-man show. <laughs> because ah. of the... It's called Because of the Snot and the Blonde, colon... The Jack Coffee story. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. I can't even breathe. So no, anyway. Anyway. So, of course, this 12-year-old Swedish boy is being bullied because of the snot and the blonde. Like right. I just said. God, how many times did I say that? And the 12-year-old girl vampire loves him so much. And, of course, she's hundreds and hundreds of years old. Sure. Really. But her Which, body. that was my problem with that show. Why what? would she be best friends with him? Because, really, she's like 125 years old. Because she needs someone 
young who will spend many years with her. Okay, okay. But, like, let's imagine you're trapped in a vampire body. Let's imagine you became a vampire Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you hang out with other 12-year-olds? Knowing... 12-year-old boys? 12-year-old boys who need... Needed... Think of your 12-year-old son. Okay. Oh, don't do that. But... Would you hang out with that him? That was horrible. But, no, as a vampire... You're... As a vampire who's been around for a long time and understands human nature and understands a child who has been neglected by mom and dad and has been bullied and is on just the beginning of puberty, that's the prime time to get your, your tentacles, your claws in, your teeth, your vampire teeth. Oh, sorry, babe. I just kicked his cat in the face. Um, brother coffees. Oh my God. I'm so drunk. Yeah, you are. (laughs) It's a prime time to get that person really in your life. But then you're hanging out with a 12 year old. But they're going to be 13 and 14 and 15, 16, 17. Their dick's going to get real big. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm cutting that part out. No, you're not. Anyway, so I just watched that movie and it was lovely. And I'm actually going to be a part of a project that is an adaptation of that. And it'll be a one-act play. Let's take a break. Okay. We've had enough to drink. We've had plenty. Fida R. Snow is trying to climb onto my lap. Into your mouth. Into my mouth. And we're, we're ready to wrap it up. Okay. So we, what we've decided that we're going to do is we're going to close each episode raising our glass to something, mm-hmm. which was the introduction written by Pink that you just heard. <laughs> so, Sister Twain, what are you raising? Who, what or who are you raising a glass to today? Fida, get down. Fida or Snow. Get down and go write some poetry about the saints. <laughs> what are you raising a glass? <laughs> what are you raising a glass to today? Okay. I am raising a glass to open communication. Okay. It's a deep one. Mine's so shallow. Go ahead. Of course it is. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. I have been in love with someone for several months. Oh, we're going here. And he was very open and honest with me about where he's at and um, that he's not in love with me. Sure. And that open communication... Is really a gift. Raise a glass. Well, that was heavy. So what I want to wear, raise a glass to, oh my God. is the outfits that the Queer Eye guys have been wearing to the Emmys. So I don't know if you've seen, and I specifically want to raise a glass to Jonathan and Karamo. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've seen these photos. I'm going to pull them up on my phone right now for you to look at. So... You know, the Emmys has, like, two parts. So the first is the Creative Arts Emmys that are also known as the Schmemmys. But that is actually where the Queer Eye Guys category was announced because they were nominated for Best Reality Show or something. Mm -hmm. And then tonight, did you know the Emmys were on tonight? Yeah. On a Monday night. Yeah. Family Home Evening Night. I know. Fuck those people. Anyway, tonight, the actual Emmys. So... At the Creative Arts Emmys, Jonathan is wearing a sheer topped, sheer top with a sparkly skirt 
And he is looking fierce. Is Jonathan the one who did the dragon? Yes. The he is. Yes. Where and look at him. Are my he is serving looks. He is the bitch from oh New York City. Oh, my God. He looks so amazing. Fuck. And I'm sure people, I'm sure oh people lost their mind and oh my God. because he's in a dress. Yes. But he looks amazing. Oh my and then God. Kramo. So all the other guys are like in tuxes, wah, yeah. wah, kind of yeah. boring, but they all and look very handsome. They're goofy. very handsome. But look at Karamo. Karamo oh. is in like a gray pants, a gray turtleneck, and then like a red cape. Oh. And it's amazing. Yeah, with arm slits. So then tonight was the actual Emmys. Mm-hmm. So to tonight's show, Jonathan wore a white tuxedo with nothing underneath. So he has like, it's like when Sharon Stone wears a blazer with or nothing Celine underneath. Or Celine Dion. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, no, look, he has, like, a mesh top underneath because he has, like, a collar. Damn. And he's carrying, like, a purple purse. The other guys are, like, a little bit more dressed up. And then look at Karamo. Again. He's in, like, knee-high boots, a red suit, and, like, a black velvet cape. it's like a brick red. Yeah. Ooh. So I'm raising a glass to those those boys. I'm so glad you Because I love when queer people are unapologetically queer and just say... I'm going to the Emmys. Mm. I'm going to wear a dress and I'm going to look fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And all the straights can get over themselves. Oh. So anyway, that's what I'm raising the last two. I love it. I love you, Queer Eye guys. I love you, Brother Coffee. So Sister, <laughs> Sister Twain is what we like to call three sheets to the wind. Emma, I know She's I'm very not. drunk. Come on. So we're going to wrap up. Okay. Um, I hope that this episode nourishes and strengthens your body. <laughs> I hope that, um, I don't know. We should have like a pithy, we should have a pithy ending. Oh my God, nourish and strength. Do you know, I, I can't even count how many times I said that in my lifetime. When you were praying over donuts over and maple syrup. fucking donuts. You had like a, you had like a 30, bacon. you had a 32 ounce glass of maple syrup and you were like, please bless this maple syrup will nourish and strengthen our bodies. And I did say it in a southern accent you did, because I'm from the south. You were like, please bless. Anyway. <laughs> So we hope you have a great week. Yeah. Um, now that we've got our shit together, we're going to have... Clearly. Clearly. We're going to have such a... Um, not. I'm looking for a word like pizzazz. We're going to have a pizzazzy... Episode. Episode. Coming to you soon to a theater near you in a week. So tell your friends. Uh-huh. Don't tell my mom. But tell your friends. Don't if, tell Sister Coffee. If you're friends with Sister Coffee, my mother, don't tell her because she'd be offended by this. Yeah. But tell your friends. Let's see if we can get to seven listeners. We're at three currently. That's, that's a modest goal, and I, I'm I think not it's about a modest it. goal. I mean, it's a. I'm all for it. It's a, like a 125 percent increase, but really, it's just four more people. So tell your friends. Right. Okay. Percentages are weird anyway. All Percentages right. Percentages are weird. We love you. Later. God bless. And Return with in honor. Name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You have to unlock it. <laughs> Awkward.